life feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between So it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
and I was reading a little bit more, well, watching some videos on subconscious, um, and it led me to something on thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and and that kind of thing. So kind of ironic, but it all plays a part of it. So, uh, Rodney, how are you tonight? You know, I am doing good. I'm doing good. Um, counting down, I only have three more days of work, and then I am done for three weeks. So definitely look, uh, looking forward to a vacation. So it's three weeks for you this time, this year around, because your your position has changed. So it's three weeks for you, and not because you used to be off more than that, right? Yeah, I used to be off for about eight weeks. Um, usually, like the third week in June, up until about the second week or so in in August. But uh, my last day is Friday, and I go back to work July the sixteenth. Okay, that's not bad. Three weeks is enough. Yeah, yeah, usually, to be honest with you, well, we're, well, we're going back a week early because school starts a week early. We Normally, we start after Labor Day, um, but next school year, we're going to start the week before Labor Day, so they're bringing us back a week early, which is nice because I get an extra paycheck <laughs> because okay, if we were starting at the Labor Day, huh? I said that's great, so I'll make it, make it a little bit more worth it, huh? Yeah, I'm going to take it, too, because um, we only get paid once a month, and you don't get paid the months that you don't work. And since, you don't, since in the past, you know, the assistant principals didn't work most of July, you would get a check. You would get your last check June 30th and then get your next one August 31st. So I'm grateful that I don't have to miss any paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially. But everything, everything is everything is yeah. good here. Tamari is doing good. The baby's doing good. So everything is going well. We're excited to uh, celebrate her birthday uh, coming up. Mhm. Cool beans. So, how's everything in Memphis? No. Things here well. It's been it's been it seems like it should already be Thursday. Just these these two days, just just a lot going on. Um, nothing, just just a lot, just a lot going on this week. So it seems like it should be Thursday or Friday already, but but it will come and and it too shall pass. So everything here is good. Um, just 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 ready to keep pushing forward and make some things happen. So. Um, I'm going to let you, I think you should kind of start out here since this is, you kind of introduced this one. I guess we'll do the, the normal stuff. Uh, everyone, the chat line is opening. Rodney, were you able to open the chat line? I'm guessing it's just my, something's going on on my end because it's just turning for me again, and I just got an error. So are you on the chat? Are you in the chat room? I am in the chat room. Okay, so I'll keep trying on my end. I, apparently something is going on because I had a, a little bit of trouble trying to get in, and I had to sign out and sign back in, and it went through. So I'll keep trying there, but as long as you're in, we're good. Um, for those of you who okay. are listening, okay, for those of you who are listening, um, remember you can call in. If you're listening by, by already on by phone, you can call in. Um, I'm sorry, push the number one if you have a question or a comment for tonight, and we will pull you in by identifying your area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. 
for those of you who are in the chat room, remember you can submit your questions and comments there. Um, we also from time to time have people listening through social media. Um, and unfortunately, we don't we don't know when you're listening there or get to see all of that. Um, so if you have a question or a comment, just feel free to call in, 818-691-7406. And you can still listen the way that you're listening, but you can just call in to get those questions or comments in. Or you can send us something um, on Facebook. So I do have my Facebook pulled up um, for the show tonight uh, because I've been off. Of I had, I've had to get on just a few times. I've had some people call and ask me to send them something, and I just did it through social media. But I have I have been off, and Rodney and Mary, I can tell you, I did this before, and and sometimes I think you just don't you don't know how much it consumes you until you step back, in a sense. Yeah. And it really does make a difference. I I just I am especially after seeing so many people. It's like my eyes have become aware. My my, I just have become aware of how attached. And we talk about this all the time, but how attached we are. I pulled up to the light, and this this happens a lot. But I guess because I'm con- I'm just continuing to see it so much. And there was this this guy, and he was just sitting there. So he didn't know that the light had changed. Because I pulled up, and just as I was Stopping, the light turns green. So he's he's just buried in his phone. Like I could see, you know, him looking into his phone. And then I pulled up. Well, I was pulling in to um, a little shopping area that we have here. And this guy was actually. I'm pulling in. He's coming out. So of course he has to stop. You know, just to make sure traffic is clear. And so when he stopped, instead of making sure traffic was clear, he went straight down to his phone. And so now people are coming up behind him, and he's sitting there. And I've seen this so many times. He's sitting there not monitoring traffic so that he can pull out when it's clear. He's checking his phone. I've seen that so many times where people are sitting there checking their phone when they should be watching traffic so that they can pull out or not, of course. But people are behind them waiting, and it's like they are totally detached from um from the world. And so even with the double with the double standards, I can see that there because when we're the person behind the person that is checking their phone, oh, really, really, you're doing this. But when we are that person that pulls up and checks the phone, we want the people behind us, you know, which we're totally out of touch reality there too. And I think the double standards is, is basically about being um, out of touch with yourself, your true self, and your values. Because some of the things that we we despise or we fuss over or want to complain about, we do. And Rodney, I'll never forget Tamaria saying this, and I'm going to turn it over to you. But Tamaria talks about the pedestrian when you are when you are the pedestrian and, and you're walking across the street. You want those drivers to be patient with you and allow you time, you know, ample time without being frustrated and wanting you to hurry across. You want that time and you want that respect. But when you're the driver, then you want the pedestrian to hurry up, you know. So you switch Mm -hmm. roles based on, 
know, I just it just really to me I summed it after I was just doing a little research today. When did we get to be more important than anybody else? When when did we when did we start thinking that you owe me far more than I owe you? Whether then we both are equal, we both owe owe each other the same respect. Um, no matter what, I've I've been in situations where, and I guess this is this, I won't share too much because it, it would be telling somebody's business, but where people think that you should take sides or want something different because your your relation to one party and say if, say if you have two people that are that are going through something and if because this person is related to you and you know the other person through this person um that you should take you should be on that person's side automatically regardless if they're right or wrong and regardless if the situation is right or wrong, knowing. And so I remember sharing with, with, with a family member one time that if this if this was you, if you were the woman in this situation, what would you expect? What would you want? And what would your mother and father want for you? So, like, why is it different because the man is your relative? You know, why should this mm. not just be Why should this woman not get what you want if you were getting a divorce. Like what you would want and expect from your husband, why shouldn't she get it because this man is your cousin? I don't get that. Mm. So, um, so Rodney, you opened up a can of worms and, and, and some, some more stuff that I'll, I'll share, but um, why don't you just tell us, tell me too, and then how, how this came about because uh, I still have not seen anything on Facebook about it, just but probably because I haven't been on there. But I did look it up, and I think it's very, very, very interesting. So we kind of had a, a small conversation here Saturday. Um, I had some friends over, and we kind of got to a little conversation about it, and it was interesting, just, just the thought process and some of the things that came up. That especially the young, the younger one said, you know, I hadn't thought about that one. M- more so the song. So, so over to you. Tell us how we got here. So, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start by saying, first of all, thank, uh, thank you so much, uh, Tammy, and uh, I think everything you just said is a great segue into. Um, I guess the depth of tonight's discussion and to all of our listeners out there, thank you guys so much for tuning in Um, to the young lady who reached out to Tammy just to, uh, uh, and I believe she called in a few weeks ago. Uh, But, but to everyone out there who takes the time to just listen uh, to our shows, but, you know, especially her, you know, for somebody to reach out and say, you know, thank you guys, you know, for, for doing what you do and, I know we switched from Monday to Tuesdays, but um, I don't think people understand, at least for people like Tammy and myself, um, who are just grateful people, um, messages like that mean everything to us. We don't need a call from Barack Obama. We don't need a call from Oprah Winfrey. Um, We just enjoy getting calls. We just enjoy getting messages. So, for those of you out there who continue to support the Butterfly Evolution Show, uh, we are just truly grateful for your support. 
Um, if there's anything that we can ever do for you guys, let us know. If you have any um, ideas, if you have any show topics that you would like for us to discuss, um, we do not mind at all. Um, and as you all can tell, um, if you listen every week, we cover a wide range of topics. Um, and, you know, we are not your your, your typical radio show um, you know, we we do what needs to be done, or at least that is that is our goal. We we, we focus on change, we focus on transformation, we, we we focus on things that we believe um are necessary um for growth because the only way only way that you could be successful or reach your goals is you have to grow. You have to grow. And so um, that is our focus here. Um, And so please, please, please uh, know that you guys are a part of Butterfly Evolution. It is not just Tammy and myself and Tamaria um, and everybody who calls in every week, but anyone, anyone who listens and supports the show, um, you are a part of this family. So thank you guys again for your support. before I get into how this all came about, um, I do want to read the show description just because um, I like it that much. <laughs> uh, but it says, um, it says a double standard is the application of different sets of principles for similar situations. It is commonly seen as a decisive psychological tool used to defend one's ego or some conscious, subconscious from the shortcomings of one's own set of values or contrasting principles. It is the employment of a hypocritical and biased standpoint with which to separate the seemingly bad in others from the bad in self by having two sets of rules for the same concept. I don't know how to say this lady's last name, but I'll go ahead and Ruin it for all mankind. Uh, Margaret Eichler, author of The Double Standard, explains that a double standard implies that two things which are the same are measured by different standards. We will discuss uh, current double standards and how they affect society and unity um, on tonight's show. Lastly, dying to live are double standards holding you back? The answer to that question is yes. But here's how we got here. Um, as you all know, Father's Day was this past Sunday. And every year, from what I've seen, and if you've seen something different, please press the number one or type it in the chat room or something. But if you've seen something different, let us know. We'd be happy to hear. But every year, Every year, it it appears to me that Father's Day is the most hated holiday that we celebrate in the United States. And it appears that way because, I mean, Mother's Day, you don't hear about or hear any negativity you don't see any negativity. There are so many 
commercials and advertisements for Mother's Day, for gifts you can buy for Mother's Day, you know, why we should cherish mothers or cherish women and, you know, put them on the pedestal. And I'm not disagreeing with that, not disagreeing with that. (laughs) But then when Father's Day rolls around, you hear or you see, well, happy Father's Day to all the men out there who are taking care of their kids as if there are women who are not taking care of their kids. Or you hear or see, um, you know, I'm not talking about the deadbeat dads and the men that only keep their kids on the weekends or, you know, it takes way more uh, than just money. And I mean, there's so many people can't just say happy father's day. There's so many exceptions to the rule as if there are not some women out here who are mothers who didn't just have a baby. And that was the end of the story. And so, you know, I know for me, um, I get, you know, irritated when I see these things. Simply because, one, it is a double standard. And don't get me wrong, I know that there are some trifling men in this world. But I think we also need to accept the fact that there are some trifling women too. And so when it comes to, um, you know, things like Mother's Day and Father's Day, either let's celebrate all of the parents on their given day. Oh, and then let me not forget this one. Let's, you know, happy Father's Day to all the single mothers out there who are doing It is not Mother's Day. And to me, that's disrespectful to fathers. And even if you wanted to separate, you know, the good fathers from the bad ones, when you are giving somebody else credit on somebody else's day, that's not okay. I remember one time my dad bought my sister a gift on my birthday. I didn't appreciate that. Like, wait a minute, this is my day. So my sister's birthday came around. I was looking for a gift. I didn't get one. And so I think that we need to hold men and women alike to the same standard. It is your job to raise your child or raise your children. Doesn't matter if you're a single mother. Doesn't matter if you're a single father. Doesn't matter if both parents are living in the home because that doesn't always mean that both parents are doing their doing their part. But we need to make sure that we are raising these children. Now, the other thing that came about was this card last week that Target put out and oh my God people went bananas. 
because it said baby daddy and there were uh, there was a picture of two black uh, there was a black man, black woman kissing on the front. It was a little silhouette. And people went crazy. Target apologized, pulled the car from the chef. Now, here's my thing. Because people, I was listening to the radio. That's how I found out about it. I was listening to the radio on my way to work. And people were calling and saying, you know, it was racist. It was disrespectful because, you know, should have been, you know, because all races have a baby daddy and all blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But the way you represent yourself is the way that people are going to treat you. And if you're going to walk around talking about my baby daddy, I mean, to the point where we're glorifying this thing as if it is, like, okay, and we we are even making songs about it, that's just my baby daddy. I mean, we're doing all of this. I mean, it, it is it, it is a it is a proud part of the black community, at least the ignorant side of the black community. Proud part, but the moment somebody says, "Well, okay, well, this is you know how they are," oh well, well here's a card. Now we have you got to you got to pick a side. Either you want to misrepresent yourself or represent yourself in a negative light and have people treat you that way, or you can represent yourself in a positive light and have people treat you that way. And we can talk about racism. We could talk about sexism or any other isms. But the bottom line is the what you put out is going to determine what you get back. So many things that we can we can talk about, Tammy, when it when it comes to double standards and I'm just gonna name some, but we can we can definitely dig into them a little bit more, but I wanted to get your 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 take on the two two things that I just talked about. We can also talk about politics. There's double standards there. There are double standards when it comes to religion, double standards when it comes to work. When it comes to relationships, I mean, every aspect of our lives, there are double standards. And here's what I think drives them, the two things that come to mind right now. One, we have double standards because we have become a selfish people. And two, because our perspective depends on our current state. Back over to you. Ronnie, um... I have one that before I forget and lose it, um, but I came across one that I never, ever thought about, and this is what it is. Okay, how often have you guys heard, well, people talk about, you know, the right to to breastfeed, and actually when when I went to Nerd Night, one of the speakers um, spoke about breastfeeding. Like there's, I guess there's a whole, there's another whole industry or, um, community about you know to, to breastfeed or not to breastfeed why and especially amongst black women and things like that so as I was again researching for this show one of the things that came up is you know there's there's such discrepancy about women being in airports or in restaurants and they make the choice to breastfeed 
And I guess what's behind it is, you know, well, we don't want to see your breasts and all this and going on. Well, there's one that popped up showing a a lady who's not pregnant, and she has this shirt on where half of her boobs are out already anyway. So if if she had to breastfeed, she wouldn't have to do much. And here you got a lady sitting over here breastfeeding, but has you know she's she's a little bit covered or whatever you don't see all of it. But what is really what is the difference? Like what is the difference in and people do you know people get to do what they want for sure. But I I still say what is the difference of of women walking around with their breasts? I mean almost to the point where you don't don't even need a you could take the shirt off because you're just just a little bit not showing than women doing something as natural as breastfeeding. Like what I think I that one amazed me because <laughs> I never thought about it. I never thought about it to that degree. And I think the second best one to go back to what Canary said, simple just as simple as crossing the street and how patient what do you expect from the drivers? But when you become the driver, what you expect from the pedestrian. And I think it goes Back to the description of the show, two things in there, ego and subconscious. And I, if, if, if we don't begin to look at the self-importance, the unhealthy portion of self-importance, because it's as if there, there is an epidemic to me that's going around that I am, I am never at fault. I know it all. I have nothing else to learn. I'm not teachable. I'm not even, I don't think this is a word, listenable, meaning I won't even take the time to really listen to someone to see if I, if I can learn or if I can get a new perspective or if it will make me think outside of the box a, a bit more or get in the box and think. Like we've become so self-absorbed, so egotistic, and I want to just just briefly read the definition of ego, and we'll go a bit more into it later in the show, but a person's sense of self-esteem or or self-importance. Um, the part of the mind that meditates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for the reality testing and a sense of personal identity. And it's like we have lost sight that we... <laughs> We really know nothing, and we really are not as important. And don't and I don't want people to get it confused with, with having self-respect, self-love for yourself, taking care of yourself. But when it gets to the point where you can't see beyond your thoughts, your life, that you lose sight of compassion, of humanity, when you don't see someone else, when when you look at someone else and think. Never me. Could never be me. Not knowing that 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 we have no control of even losing our mind. Like we have no control mm-hmm. of losing things that could put us there in a moment, in the blink of an eye. And so that yeah. that ego, that um, that sense of self-importance is is what I think drives mm-hmm. those double standards, you know, it, again, you know, it could be, it, it, it depends on who who's in the situation. It depends on who's in this problem, who I'm going to vote for. 
You know, if it's someone I know, then right or wrong doesn't matter. It just means I know this person. And because I know them and how how self-absorbed I am, this is my friend, this is my family member, whatever, then right doesn't matter. You just, it's based on who I know or who knows me, so to speak. So I, I found it to be very, 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 very interesting. And I'd like to send people um, to study more on ego, study more on the sub subconscious um, mind and your own shortcomings. Like why why is it? Why do we, and we all do it, why does it change? Like why do we flip the script when we're walking across the street opposed to being the driver? You know, why? Why when, when we stop and we get on our phone and someone blows at us, or even a why when we cut someone off um, and sometimes, you know, you do it not just just in error. And you cut someone off and they blow or they honk at you and you're ready to fight. Oh, that used to be me so bad. Like, like it was God's grace and mercy that, that I'm here. Because I used to have road rage to the, to the extreme. And, but when, when, so when someone cuts you off, why 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 don't they get the same grace or mercy? Why couldn't why could it just be an error? Why could they they may have looked and didn't see you something? You know, so why why do we go the extra mile? And I think the the first thing in, in deciding that or helping you see it differently is to say, you know, do I have an unhealthy uh sense of self importance? Um, am I not in reality as to my thought process, who I really am, and that kind of thing? And why I need the baby daddy thing, when you call me about that, and for, for those of you who may not have heard Rodney explaining it, um, you may have heard about the baby daddy card at Target. I had not, but when Rodney called and told me about it, I looked it up. But the first thing I thought about, there's a whole song about this that's been out for years and people have been singing it. Why are they mad about a card? It just validates the song. My baby daddy. I mean, so why? <laughs> why does? I mean, really, I don't. And I bet you, some of the same people who are angry about it has has used that phrase. It's just my baby daddy. So now there's a card. I would. I. I, I mean, I would look at it like I wish I'd have thought of that. Because many people should have went in and bought my baby daddy card because you call him my baby daddy anyway. But I think it's just like they say, we see the world as we are, not as it is. That card hit home with some people. I got a, just a baby daddy, maybe one, two, or three of them. It, it, it takes you into a reality that subconsciously, you have put away, and you see it as it is not, and you don't want to see it as it is. But if you look at it, it is just your baby daddy. It really is. He's your baby daddy. So it's something like that we will focus on, but we won't focus on negative thoughts. Like the song says, speak life. We won't focus on the negative feelings and thoughts that we have about ourselves and others. We won't address those, but put it on a card. Put it in a song. 
But if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't fight the song, why are you fighting the card? Like if if you allowed the song, that's all you heard. Even kids were singing it. This is my baby daddy. Your kids were singing it. Now they got it on a card and you're angry. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't get it, Rodney. Mm. Tammy, I'm going to uh... – <laughs> There there are two things, um, two points that I'm going to make, um, and then I'm going to go back to what you were saying about the breastfeeding. The first one is um, we get offended when somebody calls us out for our double standards. We get offended. And the first thing we say is, well, this is different. Or, well, see, you did it because of this, but mine is okay because here's my reason. I have a good reason for doing this. We start making exceptions, and we start trying to justify why we have this double standard. We start trying to justify why it was wrong for other people to do it or why it was wrong for us to do it, yet it is okay for us to do the same exact thing. Number two, even when we recognize or we admit that there's a double standard, we say things like, oh, that's true. Oh, I didn't see it that way at first, but, yeah, I, I, I totally get that now. And then guess what we do after we even recognize that there's a double standard? We continue the same practices. Why? Because the only thing that matters to us is right now and what works for me. I don't care why you are late, you don't have a good reason, and there's nothing you can say to convince me that you have a good reason for being late. But, see, I'm late because I got kids, or I'm late because um, I had to use the bathroom before I walked out the door, or, um, you know, it seemed like on my way to work, I got stopped at every red light. So my mine is okay. And whatever your reason for being late is, it don't matter. But that's not the way that it should be. It should be the same rules apply to everybody. But we don't live in that type of society. It's this works for me right now. So guess what? This is what I'm going to go by. It's funny that you brought up the the um, the breastfeeding thing because years ago uh, when I was in college and I was working in the warehouse, I was talking to this older guy one time, and um, like you, he brought up something that I had never thought about. And, you know, we can argue the differences, but the bottom line is, to me, he was saying the same thing. And what he said was, 
A man will go to the beach with his wife and feel comfortable with her walking around thousands or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people with the bikini on, right? But if you walk, but if you go to that man's house and knock on his door, he will say, it, it, he will say, wait a minute, my wife needs to put on some clothes. All she has on is a bra and panties. Well, what is a bikini? Now, you can argue that we're talking about being at home <laughs> where there's nobody and it's not, you know, socially appropriate. But in the big scheme of things, you're talking about you're talking about the same outfit. Whether you're at home and your wife has on the bra and pa- the panties, or whether you're at the beach and she has on the bra and panties, she still got on the bra and panties. But we we just have accepted the fact that nobody should be in your house if your wife has it on. But it's okay for people to be around her outdoors if she has it on. The other thing I was going to say, you made me think about this uh, towards the end of your comments, and that is um, I remember when um, my friend Tony um, was on the show a while back, um, and one of the things he talked about was how um, we are so quick to be rubbed the wrong way or to get offended when we hear certain things or see things, especially when it comes to race. And he said, whether we want to admit it or not, not as many white people hate black people Mm. or are racist as we think. There are more people, there are more white people who you know, are the opposite. There are more white people who actually get along with black people or who like black people or who don't even think about race when they're doing things. It's just that because we have accepted or we're used to or whatever the case is when it comes to racism that we don't give people a chance. We automatically assume that people have evil intentions. We automatically we automatically assume that your comments were meant to be racist or your comments were meant to be sexist or your comments were meant to be hateful. It is so easy for us to to reach for the negative. Instead of saying you know what? They could very well just be a nasty person. And I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of, man, like these people got some issues, man. Like, I don't understand how you walk past people and don't say hello. But then I learned that they don't say hello to the white people either. (laughs) It's not just me they don't say hello to. They don't say hello to the white people. 
They don't say hello to the Hispanics, the Asians, nobody. They don't say hello to anybody. And then the more you 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 watch, then you learn, well, they're from Massachusetts or they're from New York or they're from, you know, somewhere where that's just not the norm. And it's not that they're hateful people. It's just not the norm. I remember when I lived in New York, now granted, I'm I'm going to tell you, and we, we can have another show on this. I think New York is New York City is one of the most racist places I've ever been. But I did learn while I was there, people just don't have the time. The city is so fast-paced, and there's so much hustle and bustle. I mean, things are just going all the time, no matter where you are up there. And it's not on people's mind to just stop and, like, you know, talk to everybody that they see, whereas you see that more in the South where people, you know, are more, like, you know, open and, like, you know, they and people in the South, they you know, people in the South like to talk and, you know, they have conversations with you. It's not necessarily like that in the North, but it doesn't mean that the people are racist and hateful. It just means that that's just not how they are. And so I think it is important, while we're talking about double standards, um, it's also important to just get to know people or try to understand before you make a decision or before you come to a conclusion. And I think what you're saying, Tammy, about egos is is very important. And I hope people... Um, take you up on that and actually look into um, egos because I think they get in the way or they get in our way more often than, than we realize. Back over to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie, I was thinking about something, um, and I believe I, he- I heard you mention this first, but even with what we do now on Tuesday nights, of course, but I was um I did see all of the um I don't know what to call it, support. I guess I'll say support for Jada Jada Pickett's Jada Will's wife, Will Smith. Jada Jada Smith, I guess her name is. Pickett Smith, something like that. Oh, I heard about that this morning. She has the new uh show, Facebook show. And millions and millions and millions of people tuned in. And I did see a post some weeks ago where this guy basically, he's telling the truth. He, he, he said, you know, all of you are going to get behind this show, this Facebook Live show, because of who she is, just simply because of who she is. Because if she was random, um, if she was Rodney Jordan and Tammy Gator Miller, even the people that know us, that say they support us or love us or whatever, would listen um, if not every Monday, at least go back sometimes and listen to the archive. But you have millions, billions of people who have tuned in just because she's Jada Smith. Just not knowing mm-hmm. who she is, does how she does it. And I've heard you say, you know, let them wake up and see, see, even see, you know, you on Steve Harvey, see us talking about butterfly evolution or whatever. I can only imagine my family alone, the people I will hear from that day. 
never forget. And this is so minor. And I and I remember having to check myself because I, I should know better. Like, and not that Brandon um, is this is big thing, but the the moment and I think I shared this with you, Rodney. Like when he said, you know, I went pro. Now everybody want to come see him. Like we heard from Pete Cousins that. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I gotta come see my cousin. Da 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 da. No, we really don't want you to come. You ain't gotta come. You know, like, really, this, this is what it takes for you to want to support him. Now that he just went pro, and I'm just like, wow. So we really have to all this this wuha over ourselves. If we really get down to it and start to know what we should be knowing, that we are nothing but filthy and dirty rags. Really. That's Mm -hmm. all. That's all we are. If your thoughts could could become words without you knowing, if your feelings, if you could control them and we got to see them for a day, for an hour, because we probably couldn't handle a day. I mean, we just gotta start keeping it real. I had a, I had to check myself, and I shared this with Brandon and Sella. Um, my neighbors, I, I think I've become the garage to close your your garage is open in the middle of the night person. And I and and why not me? Because I have a, I really do have a, a phobia about garages being left up. Like I will, I I can't go to sleep. Um, and and, and I, if I don't say anything to my neighbor, I won't be able to go to sleep. So this particular neighbor, they don't say much to us. Matter of fact, it's the same neighbor who I thought it was so funny, but and they're white, but I thought it was so funny. Brandon said, "Mama, they didn't start speaking to us until we until we we put flowers in our yard." So, that's crazy. But I thought, you know what? They do speak now. Well, one of them do. They speak a lot. Like. She she saw Brandon and Stella working in the yard, and she was just, you know, in awe about it. And she was like, oh, it's so pretty. And it's like from that day on, you know, she want, the, the mother would speak, speak, speak. So it's a, it's a husband, wife, and the mother-in-law that lives over there. So this particular night, it was midnight. I kept waiting, like, it's, they're going to close it, they're going to close it, they're going to close it. Well, they never did. So about 1 o'clock, I was like, well, I just got to wake them up because I always think, what if they're in their sleep, their door is not locked, because I don't lock mine all the time, my garage, the door. You know, I close the garage, but not really the door. And so I went over at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I've had to do this for several several people, um, you know, right here in my little area. And so I went over. And I rang the doorbell, and I said, this is your neighbor from across the street, you know, one with the flowers and all that. And I said, your garage door is open. And I'm saying this through the door because I'm sure it scared them. So um, she, you know, thanked me, and it was kind of, it was one of those, in my opinion, one of those whatever kind of thank yous. Um, So I just kind of expected that. You know they speak a little bit more now, especially the 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 wife, because the mom the mom would speak you know a lot. Well, it it didn't change actually. It just kind of feel like it got worse. So one one evening, not very long ago, I looked out and the garage door was up. And so Tammy with her little 
what what should I call myself? Self righteous self. I looked over there and I said, I bet I want you better close it because I bet I won't come over there and tell you tonight. <laughs> so, and I'm talk, having this conversation with myself. And so, as quickly as uh, I could get those words out, I heard this little voice. Really? So, is it about you or is it about their safety? Which is it? Is it about them being safe in the middle of the night? Or are you getting your kudos through their haze, you know, and speaking to you more? And so I said, hey, I'll close. I'll go tell them to close it. <laughs> but I mean, just something as simple as that. And I and really, when you get down to it, it was about me. Like, okay, if if they don't get up tomorrow and speak to me and say more to me, then it's about me. It's not really about your safety because it is. I don't care what comes out of it after this, as long as you're safe. Like, is that worth, is, is my going to bed because and leave, letting your door stay up, if that's, what if that's the night someone comes in and, and, and robs and kills you? And I, because of my ego, and you didn't speak to me after the last time like I thought you should have, uh, I'm not going to take That's so egotistic and so whatever. It's, it's pathetic. But at least I could be honest about it. I could say, Whoa, Tammy, really? And move past it. And I think that is when, and I'm not there, but I tell you I've crossed the line. To wherever there is, I'm on the other side of it, to where I'm going towards getting there, better, getting better, with calling myself out in my stuff, in my mess, being more patient for that person walking across the street. Even to the point when someone lets me across the street, I don't take my sweet time because some people will do that. You will let them across, and they're on their phones like, you're going to wait on me. So if somebody stops and tries to let me by or walk by, I try to move a little bit quicker, and I turn around and I say thank you. I hold my hand up and I say thank you. And I think that's what we want. We just want. We want to be respected. We want to be understood. And we want to, want to be able to just be who we are so that we can become who we were created to be. I think we spend so much time trying to impress upon other people and be what we're not when we're not when we weren't created for that. Just like I said last Monday when, when um, the question was asked, you know, I was telling you guys about a conversation that came up and, and my friend saying, you know, well, I, I just, I, I, I don't have what you guys have. I, I don't, I've not had that. And I said, you know what, I don't have the patience that you have. Because he was like, why not me? I'm like, why not me with the patience? God didn't give me that. He gave me a, a portion of it, but nothing like what he gave you. Nothing. And so we got to first stop wanting what, God, what, what we didn't get. It's kind of like the, the the gifts of the spirit, um, the fruits. We want all the gifts and all the fruits that everybody have. We want all of them, but what what we were given. We want the ones that we were not given. This is the same as it's so easy to think about what we don't have, rather than what we've been blessed with, who we are, rather than who we're not. I mean, it's it's, it's easier to think about who we're not rather than who we are. 
And when you focus on that, you lose sight of who you are and reality. You lose sight of the standards, and you become, you're on that fence. You're like a feather in the wind. You, You just, you don't know. There's no boundaries. There's no values. There's no standards that you live by based on who you are, what you believe, your character, your purpose. There's none of that because you are that feather in the wind. So when you're walking, y'all need to wait on me. But when you're driving, the walker needs to hurry up because it's about you, just like me with the with the with the garage. But that was a moment for me. That was a that was a learning moment for me. And y'all, that was just a few weeks ago. So the butterfly didn't have wings that day, that night. <laughs> and I think that's so important too to to real. I mean, I mean, I didn't, Rodney. I wasn't a butterfly that night. I don't know what I was, but I thank God that I that I that I'm able to listen to that 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 voice that says, "Really, Tammy? Because I've heard, are we still there? Are we still here? You know, are we still at this moment? Like the the Walmart mats. I don't know if you guys remember that, Rodney. You probably do. When I was like, I I tore the mats that I had just bought. I was like, I'll just take them back to Walmart and tell them they were already tore. And I heard that one was really. Are we still there? <laughs> really? You gonna take them back and tell them? <laughs> and I put the mats back in my truck and they stayed there for a long time. I didn't even want to see them, touch them, nothing. That's growing. That's <laughs> changing to me. And I thank God for that. I really, really do. When you get to a point and you look back and you see the hot mess that you were, you can't do nothing but thank God for where you are now and know that you didn't get here in your own doing. Because Tammy, Tammy could have gone to sleep and let the garage stay open the second time. Tammy and her whole self. And I think we just all need to come about that. And that's the only way I think we move forward and, and, and we're able to keep becoming. Because I think as long as we get up and breathe and live, we we should expect to always be becoming. And when we're not, we know, we know, we should know that there's ego, um, that we're not awake, we're not conscious, we're not aware. And 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 I just don't see what God can do with that. I don't I don't see how we allow him to do anything. Because that same ego that gets in the way of how we grow in the world, that same ego and subconscious mind keeps us from growing spiritually. That same um, uh, denial of reality or perception of reality or lack thereof keeps us from growing spiritually. God, God can't do anything with a prideful heart, an egotistic mindset. He can't. He won't. So these the double standards. I mean. It's, it's more about just my baby daddy card. It really should make you stop, look, 
think, dissect your own heart, your life, and say, really, if I sang any part of that's just my baby daddy song, I need to shut up and go buy my baby daddy this card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. And, and Rodney, did you ever get to the point where you saw what was inside the card? Did you did you get to see the the, the totality of the card? No, I didn't. I didn't get to see the inside of it. I'm going to turn it back over to you, and I'm going to find it, and I'm going to read it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Back over to okay. you. Okay. Um, okay. So, Tamara, you said um, uh, in, in regards to your your situation with the um, the garage door and your neighbor, um, God will uh, allow the Holy Spirit to uh, convict you. Um, and she said the, the the frustrating part about that is, other people um, won't do the same. Um, so even though um, you know it may it may be in you to to do what's right, or even though you may be convicted um, about doing um, something or not doing something, um, it's frustrating uh, for her because other people don't necessarily um, do the same thing in return. Mhm. Right. Right. I totally um, agree. Hold on, she's trying to tell me something else. I'm I'm gonna read uh she just sent us something else. Um and it says uh it says women must deal with a well entrenched double standard when it comes to gender accept acceptable behavior. Because of that, they often fall victim to self defeating actions that can undercut their careers. They may assume a strident command and control approach or else turn passive by clamming up, being indirect, failing to ask for what they want or need, and refusing to delegate junior-level tasks and responsibilities. Double standards also cause people to change fit, to fit in as in the example above. Um and I don't know if this came from Tamaria or there's a book that she's reading. Uh, I know she sent it to us, but there's a, I'll let you give it to her. Um, uh, she also sent us this book. It's called I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. So I'm going to give the phone to her so she can give the backstory of uh, of work. Um, the so the quote that I shared was because a coworker found out about a situation that happened a couple of weeks ago where this man thought it was appropriate to yell at me in the workplace as though I was his child. And in the moment, I was frustrated too, and I raised my voice back at him, and I explained to him that I would not tolerate disrespect. And that meant from anyone in that company, regardless of title, color, whatever, I would not be disrespected. And... I personally felt bad because I yelled back at him, which was not appropriate in my eyes. But at the same time, this same man ran and tried to tell people about me to make me look bad to the executives. But the sad part about it is they're more likely to take his side than mine, even though he was the aggressor in the situation. And so I shared that example with Rodney because that's something that I often talk about. I've been in rooms with executives of another um, 
pretty well-known company where they described a woman um, negatively because she had a different opinion than the rest of the group. However, when a man yelled and cursed at the group, they talked about how great his points were. And I remember talking to my director at the time, and I said, did you notice that you all described a woman as teetering on the line of being the B word without saying the B word, yet when the guy spoke up and was aggressive and assertive, it was a good thing, but it wasn't a good thing for women, which is why I sent that article where it noted that those standards are different for women in the workplace, and then in order to cope with that, you tend to change who you are to try to fit in or so that people don't label you when you shouldn't even have to go through that because those are traits that the business says that they want, but they only want it if it comes from certain people. Um, And in the book that I was reading, a young lady recommended that to me because I am a minority in the workplace, and this gentleman, um, for whatever reason, felt that it was okay. And do I think that they're racist? No. But I do think that they, because they aren't, A minority, they don't have to think about the things that minorities deal with. So in this book, I was reading it, and one paragraph that stood out was, so I bring up the incidents with my safe person, the one who says she wants to know about these encounters, but the response is some version of perhaps you misunderstood or I'm sure he didn't mean it like that. Oftentimes the responsibility to extend compassion falls on me. You really ought to go back and talk to him. Perhaps if you were more patient, you could see his heart. So I move on. Rather than dwell on individuals, I speak about the system, about white boardrooms and white leadership teams, about white culture and the organization's habit of hiring people who perpetuate that culture rather than diversify it. But the white consensus doesn't want me to point out these things. I was only supposed to name the bad apples, so now whiteness has a few names for me, divisive, negative, and toxic. And so the person who ends up being mistreated is the one that has to be compassionate. And in the end, you feel like you're fighting a losing battle because no one really has your side. So it makes it tough. And I will say that in my current situation, I feel like the HR department is trying to handle it. Um, Supposedly, the CEO and president is going to go around and talk to everyone and talk to them about respectful communication because I told HR I don't need them to stand up on my behalf. I stood up for myself. I told that young man and another lady in the room that I will not be disrespected and it will not be going forward. Um, So I stood up for myself, but I told them as a company culture, we have problems that need to be addressed overall with regard to respectful communication. So I don't know. I just wanted to share that because I see it happening all the time, but the people who are typically um, on the bottom of the totem pole are the ones that continually get stepped on and then told to shape up um, or be different, but the people who treat them however they decide to treat them, whatever day of the week it is, they're allowed to be that way and it's acceptable. Hmm. That's interesting. I think there's so many double standards in the workplace that you don't. We'd almost have to have a, a, a separate show just to talk about the workplace. Like, you know, with the pay and and like Rodney was saying, coming in late. I remember seeing one um, as I was preparing for this, where if a, you know, six six foot thin gorgeous guy 
comes in and says, you know, to a secretary or assistant, assistant or something like that, hey, you're looking good today. Oh, you know, she replies, oh, you're so sweet, thank you. But if if just a regular kind of maybe not so slim, tall, handsome guy says it, she's ready. It shows it's a little comic. She it shows that she's reporting it to human resources. So it's just it's just the little little things like that. Even with think about women who decide to go after their career rather than become homemakers. You know, the the backlash that women from both sides, it's like pick pick a side and decide where you where you where you are. You know, if you get a lady or woman who has many babies and decides to stay at home, um we'll say, you know, she's crazy, uh she shouldn't be having all those babies and staying at home and her husband's out working or whatever. But we say to the woman who decides I don't want to do all that. I'm going to work and build my career. She's selfish. Um, she thinks, or even if she has a child but decides to build on her career, she thinks about her career more than her child and poor husband, so to speak. But if she stays at home and takes care of her husband, we'll call her dumb. You know, she's crazy for doing that. But if she mm-hmm. if she goes out in place and we say, oh, poor her, poor her poor husband, it's just like we don't know what 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 we believe in, and I think that's because there's an absence of knowing and understanding who we really are and being okay with that. Like, where do you fit in? Where are you going to get in and fit in? And I don't think we do that enough because as soon as we get there, there's something else that we want to grab hold to because we feel like we're missing something. Or like I said earlier, we identify more with what we don't have and who we are not than we do with who we are and what we have. And that will drive any person crazy because you're always going to be chasing something. You're going to always want the next thing and the next so-called gift or whatever. Um, you know, that's that's why we, we are so attached. That's why you have the lines for the Nike shoes, Rodney, the new Nike shoes. Um, you have the lines for the new phones. Like, like why? Like, why do we need to keep updating things that are that are working for just another few more apps? That's gonna that's gonna take us away from just silence that we sometimes need more than we get. And I just think we've become a, a lost people, black, white, blue, green. That we've become so detached from who we are and an understanding of that so much so that it makes us, it's kind of like we're hungry. Like if you're hungry, if you're hungry enough, even what you don't like satisfies you. If you mm, get hungry, enough, you will eat what you don't like. And I think we are, we are people with hungry spirits, hungry souls, hungry mind, a hungry heart. And we just don't feed it with the right things and the right stuff. And that hunger continues to grow and grow and grow until it becomes a disease that we feel there's no cure for. Because as soon as we get something, it it satisfies us only for a moment. And the world knows that. So when they get the, the My Baby Daddy card, that's the kind of car that hits home. It doesn't feed your ego. 
It feeds the reality that you have suppressed. And that makes you flip out. That subconscious mind wakes up and be like, oh, yeah, you do got a baby daddy. And now you're just like everybody else, just like most of the women. <laughs> you don't want to identify with that. So you, you, you've lost sight of reality. Well, it is your baby daddy. It's your baby father. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Maybe that's what they should have said. But Rodney, I did find the insight, and that's that's kind of what we got into a conversation about Saturday night. It's like, wow, the inside is not, I mean, it's not bad. It, it says, of course, the, the outside says um, baby daddy has a picture of a, a man and a woman kissing, African-American um, man and woman kissing. Standing up, just, just, you know, embracing each other lovingly. And it says, you're a wonderful husband and father, and I'm so grateful to have you as my partner, my friend, and my baby daddy. Happy Father's Day. Hey, Terry. I don't... Uh-huh. Read that again because uh, you got cut out somehow, and so, like, we missed the first part of it. Okay, so the inside, of course, for you guys who, who have not heard about this or, or seen anything on it, there's a card floating around that Target had for Father's Day, and the the outside says baby daddy, and there's a picture of a male and a female, African-American male and female, embracing each other lovingly, you know, nothing over the top. The inside uh, reads, you're a wonderful husband and father. And I'm so grateful to have you as my partner, my friend, and my baby daddy. Happy Father's Day. That's the card. I don't get it. And I guarantee you not too many people went further to look inside the card. They saw my baby daddy, and that was it. But some years ago, they were singing the song, That's Just My Baby Daddy. So I don't get it. I don't get it. We're like feathers in the wind. So uh, back over to you, Rodney, and when you're... (laughs) Oh, uh, Mary was saying something, and... and, um,
but I but I will say this. I, I will say this um, in regards to that though. I think that even though that is the case, if you notice, you you will always see or you've always seen us fight against. Um, you know, police brutality, you know, um, the fight against things like this target card or anything else that just, you know, doesn't seem right or misrepresents us. But how many times have you seen us fighting against the people who keep perpetuating these stereotypes? Meaning how many people, yeah, but we haven't like made it a big deal. And granted, a big part of that is the media but we we haven't made a big big enough deal though to like you know put out things because there are black people who are powerful enough we haven't like made it a big deal to hey let's let's boycott BET as long as they're showing rap videos that put women in a negative light or you know let's let's boycott or, you know, let's march against, you know, the, these rappers who keep making songs that, that just completely disrespect women. So I think that even though what you're saying is right, it the, the card doesn't fit um, every single black man or every black couple. The problem is, according to what we see and what we know, it fits far too many of them. And one of the things that I've always said is, is, is that you know I I totally get um, I totally get you know us fighting against racism and injustice because I think it I think it is a problem and I think it does need to go away. However, one of the biggest weapons we have is just not giving people a reason to begin with. Does it mean it's going to change completely? No, because innocent people have been picked on, but I think there are way too many people because somebody asked me one time, uh, it, it, may, it may have been uh, my friend Luke, who asked me who was I mad at, and I said I'm mad at the person who stereotypes black men. I'm also mad at the black man who keeps giving people a reason to stereotype all black men. It doesn't make it right on any on any front. But I think too, I think far too many times we either become a part of this uh misrepresentation or we don't speak up against people who are misrepresenting. And we come up with all of the, uh, you know, we can we come up with every excuse that we can to defend it, and then it's like, well, now, you know, people are treating us this way. We want them to stop. Like, for example, the biggest one that I could think of is the use of the N word. We cannot stand for other people to call us the N word, but we keep using it time and time again. We, we 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 use it in just everyday conversations. We use it in rap songs. We 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 use it in movies, and it's like this term of endearment. But then when people when people say, you know, when people call us this word, now all of a sudden it's a problem. It's like wait a minute, like which one is it? I think 
where I was going to go next was I, I was going to go back to something that Samaria said, which I think is the truth. And I think um, it has a lot to do with it. And that is what Samaria said, people um, that uh, I think this was back when she was talking about work and she said, they don't have to think about the things that minorities have to deal with. And I think that is a huge part of um, double standards, but not just when it comes to minorities. I think that none of us, men, women, gay, straight, whoever, we don't worry about things that we don't have to deal with. And our perspective is different depending on what we have to deal with. For example, when the last time I did my I See Color workshop, um, one of the questions was, what is, uh, what do people in your racial subgroup fear the most? And this man <laughs> said, my people fear being called a racist. He was white. He said white people fear being called a racist. Now, if you talk to, you know, a number of black people, not all black people, but if you talk to a number of black people, they can give you why every they can give you every reason why white people deserve to be called racist or why it's okay to connect white people to slavery. But that goes back to what you were saying earlier, Tammy. Like, this, like, you know, it, we, we, we just can't have it both ways. And this is something that is real to this man. And he also believes that this is something that is real to people in his racial subgroup. Just because I'm black doesn't mean that it's okay for me to be like, well, uh, look here, bro. Look at all the things that white people have done in in history. Or look at the things that white people are doing now. Or look at, you know, police brutality. Or look at, you know, what happened to this person, that person. And, like, I can't discredit this man's feelings because I've never had his experiences. And I remember a couple of years ago, People were, like, upset with me because I wouldn't join in on this whole, you know, let's hate everyone. Well, here's my thing, and here's my thing today. I do not want to be judged by the actions of every young black male, and therefore I will not judge every police officer. Yes, I think that there are some bad apples out there but I also know of some good ones. And so, you know, in order to move past double standards, we have to start being willing to accept other people's feelings, to be able to look at different perspectives and say, you know what, even though I may not agree, I may have some questions or some concerns about their perspective or their opinion, or even though that's not my reality, 
but that doesn't mean that it's not real. Because even if it's just real to one person, it is real to them. So I think that, you know, we have to get out of just ourselves and, um, you know, and it's something that I try to be cautious of. I don't think I succeed every time, but I do try to, it, you know, I, I do try to understand other people's opinions, even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I do try to recognize that, hey, this is at least real to them. Even if it's not real to 95% of the, the population, it's at least real to them. And so, you know, we, we, we have to consider that everybody's perspective is going to be different. And even if you disagree, um, we should at least respect um, where people are coming from. Tammy? You know, Rodney, I'm glad you brought that up because the police, the police part of it. um, You know, you and I both, we have such a different take on on this um, police situation because I've always said, and I I remember going down to um, speak at a group for a group of kids. I don't know, somewhere in Mississippi, I can't think of the name of it, uh, Delta, somewhere near Delta, and it was the the youth council of this particular city. And I remember asking, are you sure you want me to speak on Black Lives Matter and this police thing? Because, and, and sometimes I feel like people uh, think I share. Now, I'm not saying we don't have a problem. I'm not saying that, that there is not an issue out there. But I'm with you. I'm saying that because we have that issue, I don't think I don't think most cops are as bad as we say they are. I think we have more good cops than we do bad. I really, really do. Um, do we have a problem? I still say yes. But I say this: if Brandon was a cop then by any means necessary, because he's my son, I want him to come home. His wife mm-hmm. would feel the same way. And so until, and I I even have to convince, we, we actually talked about this some that, that Saturday as well, about, you know, if a cop stops you, I'm sorry, that cop has a right to your respect. And, and it's best for us to try to defend you alive more so than dead. So if you act a fool just because we've defined or somehow we've allowed society to say that every cop or make us assume that every cop is a bad cop, I can't I can't ride that route. Even though I'm I'm a mother of a black son and I have the same fear. I have the fear. Like I was the mama telling Brandon, No, you can't walk down down the road. You can't jog in your own neighborhood at night. I'm sorry, you just can't. Get back there in the backyard if you want to jog jog. And now you even have to be careful with that. So I know that there's a problem. But at the same time, <laughs> If the police comes in this yard and you are, even though you live here, and he asks you for your ID, I mean, 
what's wrong with you saying? And and not all the time that does that work? Cause I I mean I remember my brother and his and his friend having a a, a situation at the house he lived at with the police. But can I say we just got the wrong cops that night? I mean, some, is it okay to say there could have been some better cops that came about and would have handled that situation differently? And I just choose to think that way, that we got some sorry cops that night. Yeah, you guys are some of the bad apples. But that doesn't mean the next ones are that bad apple or just like you. And we got that across good people. We got some bad people. It doesn't matter. What color you are, who you are, they, we come in all shades. And I, I truly believe that we've gotten in such a state of defining, defining people, defining things. And anytime you def, you define something, and I and I I'm not saying definitions are not needed, but what I'm saying is this. When you define something, it allows you the opportunity to divide, to create division, especially amongst people. You got black people, you got this kind of people, you got this color people. And so when when you when you say have this definition of a black person, you have a definition of a white person, and people have bought into that. We've bought into being defined based on race, size, color of our skin. You know, just the color of our skin, let's just get, we can stop there. And so, Rodney, I get it when you say, because do we, you, you don't want to be judged based on some bad choices of, of, of other black men. Because, again, now I'm using it because there's, we've defined it. We've, we've defined. Otherwise, even that card, if we had not defined baby daddies and, and that more black women are fatherless or more black children are fatherless, there's a definition that we bought into that. We think that. We believe that. And many of us who believe it probably have never did any kind of research ever. We don't even know if the numbers that they put out to us are correct. So because we don't know, why do we have to claim it? Why do we have to claim it? Because I meet a lot of single white women as well. I know of a lot of single Debbie white dads as well, and I know a lot of black ones. I've seen a lot of black. So all across the board, and I'm even now starting to see other races that I had presumed didn't even have the kind of issues that we have here. Like I didn't even know there were that there were fatherless issues in, in among some races. They exist. So first we gotta just realize that the information that we are being fed is not true. Most of it is not as bad as it really, really looks like on T V. And and so to take it a bit further, and I'm going to turn it back over to you, Rodney. You know, even let me to go back to Roseanne. And I guess that's her real name. But the, whatever she said, I don't know because I, I, I didn't see it, but I did hear about it. Um, why, do, why are we so offended by what people say? If we want to land or we want to live in a place where we have freedom of speech, 
where we get to say and express who the hell we really are. And I'm just about to say it like that. Why then do we want somebody to come back on TV with a sorry, I'm sorry? Because they ain't bit more sorry other than you took it wrong and now you might mess with my dollar. So if I can get a dollar back, yeah, I'm going to tell all y'all, so-and-so, so-and-so's, I'm sorry. And I'm going to laugh when the camera turn off again. Why do we want people to come back and, and be something that they're not? I, I just, I don't get it. We make no sense. To the, to the degree where, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it in the defining stage now. I sit back and look at some of this stuff and, it, and I say, you know what? It has to be planned. There's no way in the world we could be this dumb. Like, we could get so caught up in garbage and so distracted with this kind of mess. I don't get it. I really don't. Like, to hell with Roseanne Barr and what she says. Really? Why? Why don't we want a I'm sorry. Why? Why with the baby daddy card? Just don't buy it. If you really want, just don't buy it. Let them print some more up. And don't buy it. Let them waste some more money. Don't buy it. If it doesn't fit you, don't buy it. But it fits us. That's the biggest problem I think it is. We're offended because we've bought into the definition of whatever it is. Because, again, I say we see the world as we are. If you want your world to be to clean up out outwardly, clean up inwardly. Does that mean you have a perfect life, perfect situations all your life? No, it's unrealistic to think that. But the the way you deal with it, the way you deal and process that change and the things that happen in your life, it doesn't distract you. It doesn't pull you in. And so until then, we will forever, we will forever have the double standards. We will have no boundaries. We will not know who we are. We will not understand who we are. We will remain prideful, egotistic, sleeping people. And I mean, when I say people, black, white, blue, Chinese, green, whatever, we will remain asleep. And we will forever buy in to the, the distractions that society puts upon us forever. So we're missing it. We're missing it. We've missed it. Not missing it. We've missed it. So back over to you, Rodney, and if and if I'm ready, if you're not, I'm ready to close up. I want some hot wings, and I'm going to get them as soon as we get off. <laughs> so... Can you hear me, Tammy? Tammy? Uh-huh. I gotta hit me.
Okay, you guys, I hope you're still there. Not real sure what has happened. We had the same thing towards the end last week, and I'm just not real sure what's happening here. But um, I see that we have still have a few more listeners out there. So what I will do is just go ahead and end the show um, here. And I have Rodney calling in. Rodney, I'm, I was able to connect back in, so I'm on. I'm not sure why it dropped. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 All right. Sorry about that, you guys. That's, that's, that's part of just kind of doing your own thing. You just have to roll with the flow. Sometimes we have no control over these um People can hear me. It did it again. Rodney, can you hear me? Rodney. Uh, yep, I can hear you. Are you there? Okay. Okay, I'm here. Uh-huh. I just had oh, a call back to no. the I'm not sure. The same thing happened. Uh, well, I didn't really. So I'm not really sure. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what happened either. Um, other than I know that um, I didn't realize my phone was still on mute. Oh, okay, 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 no problem. Yeah, so when I, I was so when I, the whole, that, well, the whole time I was talking, um, I guess you guys can't hear me because the whole time I was talking, uh, the phone was on mute. <laughs> but I was, I was, yeah. So <laughs> it's alright though. I was, I was, I was making a point about double standards and 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 freedom of speech. And so I'll, I'll just say this: um, when you think about uh, freedom of speech, and and you 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 mentioned freedom of speech, and you mentioned um, Roseanne's comments, but uh, think about Roseanne's comments versus kneeling for the flag and what the NFL did with that. And, you know, both of those were in the news at the same time. Now, when it comes to double standards, and I'm not saying that this is everybody, so, uh, but let's exclude that out for a second. The people who were mad with Roseanne's comments were probably okay with people kneeling for for the uh, kneeling against the flag in the NFL. The people who are mad about players kneeling during the national anthem were probably okay with Roseanne's comments. But that's just the type <laughs> of society we live in. And they'll both and but they'll both tell you that we should have freedom of speech in the United States. Or they'll say, Don't we have it? But they'll get mad with one uh, form of freedom of speech and be okay with the other and vice versa. So either you're for freedom of speech or you aren't is the bottom line. And if you're okay with Roseanne being able to say what she wants to say, then you have to be okay with people kneeling during the national anthem. If you're okay with people kneeling during the national anthem, you have to be okay with people like Roseanne making her comments. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. 
I do not mind people letting me know that they're racist. At least I know you're racist. It is your right to like and dislike whoever you want to. That's your right. And I'm okay with it, especially if you tell me I'm okay with it. We have a problem when things aren't or things don't fit our agenda. And that's why people can flip sides so easily. And And I guarantee everybody who says that the NFL is violating the players' rights by saying that they cannot kneel during the anthem are the same people that will tell you that it should not be okay for Roseanne to say what she feels. And that's just where it is. So, any announcements from you, Tammy? Uh, No, not right now. Nope. Not right now. Everything's just good. I I, I want people. Um, I need to promote my business more. Gator Consulting. Uh, so for those of you who are listening, I, I would like to just say we have a very powerful, powerful assessment, and it just comes. It becomes so real to me every every time I learn more about it, and I know people might say, "Wow, you still learning." Absolutely, and and I'm learning more because I'm pouring myself more into it, the depth of the substance of it, and I'm just overjoyed um, when I see it come to life in people, people in my life, and I'm I'm having situations where I see where I would have been offended by people or something they they say or they do. And I'm not because I understand them now. And I've had I've had several of those just, just over the past month or so, I'd say, particularly, where I just walk away thinking I'm not offended because I know that they don't mean it to be offensive. It's just who they are. It's a part of them that I don't quite register as much with because it's not my language. And so it would be no different than somebody coming up to me speaking in Spanish, and I, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying, you know. But but now mm-hmm. I have better understanding. And I recently did my recertification. Um, and so I've been doing this for a while, but I've not been doing it, if that makes sense. Like I've been putting put, – I've been in it, but not in it. And so since my recertification – I it just came alive to me. And so for, I know the past few weeks, I've went over my three-day training because we got it, we got it in video form. Um, so I got the training, I mean, I got the entire training that we did. And I, I listened over and over so much. So I think I made myself kind of sick because I just, I don't know, something I just something got to happen. And Brandon's like, Mom, every time I come over here, every time I call you, you're listening to this. You have to take a break. You cannot sit in front of the computer that many days and not be affected by it. So I thought, okay. Um, and, and so they bought me a recorder so that I could record it and listen without being on the, on the attached to the computer. But I learned, learned, learned so much more. And and have met with 
several people after, and I was telling Brandon that I want to call the people back that I had had an opportunity to consult and took it. I want to call them back and say, let's do a real re, a redo on me, like a do-over on me. Let's do an hour on me, no charge. It's because I want them to get all of it. I want them to understand who they who they are. And I'll tell you guys, I really think at the end of the day that we want to be understood more than anything. Because I don't know if you could really get to the depth of love, the unconditional agape love with each other until, and I don't mean, I mean, I'm talking overall, I'm talking relationships. I'm not going to put a definition to it. But I don't feel that we can truly connect and love people and have that relationship that edifies one another, that builds us up, that 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 completes us in a sense without completing us, without the need of being completed. So that's my that's my announcement for anybody who's listening. Go out there and um, I never want money to be an issue. So if you cannot afford the assessment, now I'm I'm, I'm down to the point I'm not giving anybody any more just dirt free because I'll give you a free assessment and you'll go to McDonald's and spend $12 or you'll go on a trip and get nothing out of it because you don't even like who you are. So people have to get something. I'm out of the free business. I'm just out. So if it's $5, I'll take it. But you got to get something. you got to start putting value into your growth, into changing, into becoming, into being. The same way you feel some kind of way, you feel bad, wake up, feel bad one day, and you'll go out and buy an outfit that you won't even wear the rest for, the, for this year. It'll hang in your closet. But just buying it makes you feel better. Start buying a book. If not an assessment, buy a book and sit down and read it. Pray something. Stop going and buying things or, or filling yourself up with things that don't matter, that won't matter tomorrow. That's just instant gratification. Start feeding your spirit and your soul. And I guess that, that will be my announcement. That's, my, that's, that's it, Barton. All righty. Well, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. Um, uh, I'm grateful for another um, outstanding episode. I mean, it was it was it was very uh, thought provoking. I'm glad Tamaria um, joined in with the con- uh, conversation. Um, as always, I feel like she has a lot to add. Uh, to those of you out there listening, uh, I'm going to go a step further uh, than what we said earlier. We know that um, a lot of you listen to the show, um, you know, after it has aired, but even if you listen to the show uh, days from now, weeks from now, months from now, whenever you listen to this to this show, um, it is not too late for you to uh, be a part of the show. You can always reach out to us uh, with your comments, uh, with your questions, um, because we would be more than happy to, um, you know, read them on the air during another show and and, and address it briefly. Um, so don't think that just because the show goes off 
at 11 p.m. Eastern Time um, and 10 o'clock Central that it is the end of the show because some shows we you know we we come back and do a part two. Um, so if you guys have any uh, questions or comments about um, tonight's show or any other shows, uh, pl- please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we're both on Facebook, um, or just just look us up or just email Butterfly Evolution. Um, on Blog Talk, um, and we'll be more than happy to answer those questions for you guys. This has been a great show. Um, not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but I'm sure we'll have something good for you, um, especially considering the fact that there's uh, so much in the news right now, and probably the the, the biggest thing is uh, families being separated um, and so many children are without their their parents, and from what I understand, who knows, they may never see them again just because of the way things are being done. So uh, please, 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 I know that, you know, crossing the border illegally, it is a crime, uh, but at the same time, knowing that children are being separated from their from their parents, to me, it just it just takes me back to to slavery, um, and so we hope the best for those people down there. We hope that this all comes to an end soon. Um, and one thing that I want to mention um, about this that um, I heard on the radio, and I hope that is true because you never know with the media. But um, what is happening now? Um, from what I understand, it could have happened under President Barack Obama, and it also could have happened under uh, uh, President George Bush, uh, the second Bush. But both of them denied it because they said that it was inhumane. Um, and so even when we talk about politics, don't believe everything you hear on TV uh, to Mary Ann Tammy brought that up just because you never know what you're getting from TV. And, you know, what, regardless of how you feel about President Obama, regardless of how you feel about President Bush, at least when it comes to this um, issue, they both saw it the same way. Um, so stay blessed, everybody. If you like us and you're going to be dealing with some extreme heat the next couple of days, Stay hydrated. We love you all. Thanks for supporting the show. Have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
But I know 